Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am broadcasting from beautiful Escazú, Costa Rica, on Sunday, the 8th of January in the year 2023. And it is a beautiful day here. And it's funny because my weather app, for some bizarre reason, was saying we had 70% chance of rain today. And if you know anything about Costa Rica, we're in the dry season. And it doesn't rain. I mean, day after day, it doesn't rain. That's why it's the dry season. It's like, it's not a drought. It just doesn't rain. It's, that's what it does from April through November. And it doesn't really do that now. And it's beautiful and sunny and everything. But like my app was saying, it's going to rain all week. So we'll see about that. We'll see about that. So the week ahead, um, it's an interesting, interesting time. Now, if you have been following me on Instagram and here, you have been hearing me say the year hasn't begun yet (laughs) and it hasn't. And I see people dealing with energies from the last year and I'm dealing with energies from the last year and I am looking at when we really start this year and as I've said it's around the 22nd the 21st of January when we have that new moon and Uranus goes direct and so I gave a lecture yesterday to the internations group they're a global group for people who change countries and stuff and I spoke to them all about uh you know, how this is not the new year yet and people are setting intentions and making resolutions and and we're still dealing with the business of 2022. And yes, we are still dealing with the business of 2022. And I feel like some of the things that have happened already this year have, um, and just in this last week, are still dealing with the business of 2022. So on that note, what we have coming up this week in the big event of the week is that Mars is going to go direct. Ha ha. Amazing. Amazing. Mars is going to finally go direct on the 12th. This would be Thursday. It's 3.56 p.m. Eastern time, which is 2.56 my time. And it is really an amazing time for that because we have been to hell and back with this Mars. And you remember that it squared Neptune twice already, and it's going to square Neptune again in March when it finally leaves. But it's been in Gemini since August 20th. It's been retrograde since October 30th. This is a very unusually long, yeah, they're usually long, but this feels forever. And I think we're all just about ready for this to be over. And it is a very complicated, profound experience that we're having. It really has not been simple. It's not been easy. It squared Neptune. It went retrograde. Everybody's hot under the collar. You can't do much about it. Um, It's in a place in the Zodiac, in Gemini, that is all about communicating and you know, communicating kindly sometimes is a little hard with Mars retrograde in the communication sign. And the communication planet is Mercury. And that is also retrograde. So there's this there's this dynamic, Mercury's in Capricorn, but, you know, this dynamic of Mars being retrograde in the sign of Mercury, which is now retrograde, so, and has been retrograde. And it's fascinating and at the same time, I'm watching 
things come back to me um, profoundly. And, you know, yesterday, yesterday was Mercury and the sun conjunct in Capricorn. And that indicates the halfway point of the Mercury retrograde. And it has been a very uh, tedious time because of all these retrogrades. You know, Uranus is still retrograde too. And it's it's been a very, very tedious time, I think, dealing with all of this and, you know, how many times I'm watching my head wanting to explode and <laughs> and all of us wanting our head to explode and stuff. And then we had that full moon the other night and or the other day um, when we had that on Friday and it was it was very interesting, you know, it was it was the early evening here. Um, it was very interesting because the full moon, the full moon was this moon was in Cancer and it was squaring Chiron and it was it was very deep and you know I think people are dealing with some things around family, around closeness, around loved ones. Um, I'm sorry to say that I learned of the loss of a friend, a very dear friend that um, she'd been sick for about a year and a half. Well, she'd been sick longer than that, but like sick in a nursing home for the last year and a half. And I lost her. We lost her on uh, Wednesday night. We were told on Thursday. And so that was a shock because we, you know, we kind of knew she wasn't going to get well, really well again. But we also thought that, you know, she, she wasn't going to go so quickly. And, you know, the sun was trying Uranus then, and Uranus is retrograde. So there was some reaching back for that. She was also Gemini rising, and so this Mars was passing over back and forth over her ascendant. And so I think it was just probably weary for her, and she, you know, was too much at this point. And so, yes, now here's what's not lost on me is Thursday when Mars goes direct is the 12th of January, and my friend... And her family invited me to come to Costa Rica on vacation seven years ago, and we arrived on the 12th of January. So there's a connection here between my friends, the loss of my friend, and then this beginning of Costa Rica and this anniversary of coming here for the first time with them. So it's a, it's a poignant moment for me. And as we... And I went to her service online today. So that's like, that's a whole new thing. That's a whole new dynamic too. So I, anyway, um, so this is, this is a big week because we've been waiting for this Mars. We have been waiting for this Mars for a while now. And we've gone through all the holidays and we've gone through the, you know, the quasi new year. And now this is going to be the first step in saying goodbye to 2022 as of those three planets going direct and we're us having a new moon. So thankfully, we are saying goodbye to the 2022. This is step number one. We're releasing and letting go. As Mars goes direct, there's going to be things that happen for each of us. This isn't going to be, you know, something blind. Oh, yeah, Mars is direct. Huh. And it's it's a definite planet. It's not a it's not, sometimes I miss, it's like, Neptune went direct? When was that? You know, and I'm like, oh, that was a week ago. Oh, I, I didn't, ah. <laughs> and it's, Neptune is sneaky. Mars is not. And there may be a real ba-dum-bum when Mars, when Mars makes that direct motion in the afternoon on Thursday. Now, 
what have you been dealing with? Of course, that's always my question, right? Since August 20th, what have you been dealing with? Where has it been? Where's Gemini in your chart? And I asked people about this. And I gave a Mars webinar, remember back in September before it went retrograde. And I want to, you know, ask you again to reflect upon this. What have you been dealing with? since Mars went retrograde, since Mars went into Gemini. So remember, it went into Gemini the 20th of August and went retrograde the 30th of October. And before that, or early in October, a few weeks before that, Mars went and squared Neptune, turned around on the 30th, squared Neptune again on November 19th. And Mars is a bold energy. So there are some things that are bold in this, and there are some things that are coming through like a whimper. <laughs> um, I think we're all going to breathe a big sigh of relief when this Mars goes direct. And it stopped. It has stopped in the sky. It's stopping. It might move a few minutes before Thursday, but it's pretty much stopped. It's been stopped since the first of the year, really, because it's been eight degrees. And it's this at this eight degrees and it's going to stay at this eight degrees, you know, so if you, again, again, if you have something at eight degrees anywhere in your chart, Mars is going to probably be aspecting that. But especially if you have something at eight degrees, Gemini, Pisces, Sagittarius, or Virgo, and I have a whole bunch of things mutable at those degrees. So for me, this has been a real whopper. Um, it's going to stay at 8 degrees and go to 9 on the 25th of January, which is the day after my birthday. And so we're going to have this at 8 degrees for a while. Mars is not moving anywhere. Mars is stopping. And this is not a car that wants to stop. This is like a race car. This is like starting up, you know, a whole new drive once Mars goes direct this week, but it's still a race car that wants to go. And in Gemini, it likes to talk and go fast and, and speed and get directions. And it, you know, it's Gemini's a fast sign. Mars is stopping in Gemini. This is something that is very unusual and uncomfortable. So if you lose some sleep this week, if you're irritated, agitated, sweating, <laughs> and you want to say things that aren't attractive, just hang on. <laughs> Go for a walk. Go for a walk. That's also a Gemini thing. A walk around the block, around the neighborhood. It's, it's, that's very Gemini. And use the energy wisely. Exercise. Do something to get your Mars energy out rather than speaking words that are not attractive. And when that Mars goes direct, it's like you want to explode sometimes. And you have to be very aware, self-aware when we are dealing with this Mars, okay? You want to stay focused on the good things and not get all up in your ego, which is also a Mars thing, okay? So it's complicated and it's going to be, I just can feel it already. We're all going to be really relieved and it's going to be, it's just like break out the streamers and the party hats. We, we're ready to party here. Mars is direct. And it's just, it's, we all deserve a medal for getting through this. And, you know, you, you know, I said to a friend a few weeks ago, I said, you know, I got kind of got used to this. <laughs> I kind of got used to this because what do you do? You just accept it, Right. It's been retrograde since the 30th of October. So it was all of November and then all of December. 
And now we're in the first week of January. It's still retrograde. It's still retrograde. It's like, okay, when is this going to be over? It just is insufferable at this point, you know? And so when Thursday comes, I think we're going to feel a great big sigh of relief. So stay tuned. Stay tuned to the Instagram, my golden astrologer Instagram, so that you can hear me talk about this this week. Because remember, I'm talking about this on Sunday. And as we get closer to Thursday, I'm going to have more to say about it. So there's more to say. And there's going to be more to feel because there's more to feel. And as you feel into this and feel into these moments and these emotions, you you connect with um, what the real deal is feeling like in that moment. So there you go. So there's that. So it's Mars. And then we have other juicy things this week, but there nothing is as juicy as Mars going direct. So one of the things is that tomorrow, Venus, that's in Aquarius, is trining Mars. Ta-da! Mars in Gemini. So Mars is in Gemini getting the trine from Venus in Aquarius, 1022 a.m. Eastern Time. And Mars and Venus are an interesting dynamic. Now, remember a year ago when they got together and they got together in Capricorn and Venus was slow because she had just gone direct from being retrograde at the end of January and then early February, they got together. And they stayed together in Capricorn, and then they stayed together through Aquarius, and then they started to separate, and Venus went ahead and went into Pisces, and then Mars followed. Because Venus is ultimately the faster-moving planet, but she was slow from being retrograde. So this was an interesting dynamic last year. So now they are trying each other. So they're in a peaceful relationship, and this is good because they're not together going over Pluto and then going over Saturn. That was hard. <laughs> that was hard last year. Now they're in this nice dynamic. They're having a nice conversation. The male and the female is very in balance. And so we have the masculine and feminine energies in a peaceful dynamic. That's really good because Venus is, you know, obviously the female energies and Ma Mars being the masculine. And so what, and I could talk for hours about this, and maybe there's going to be a lecture about this too. I, I have something I'm planning, but i got to figure out what it's going to be. Everyone has a Venus in their chart. Everyone has a Mars in their chart. So we all have combinations of masculine and feminine energies that are dynamics we use at any given time. Um, we have to be in our Mars when we go and ask for something, when we go assert ourselves, when we go say to the boss, I want a raise, even though there's got a little touch of Venus in there. You want more money, right? <laughs> I think I deserve a raise. Can I have a promotion? Can I apply for a promotion? I'd like to apply for that position. That's all Mars stuff. Venus is always about receiving. So the Mars is like going out and the masculine, the divine masculine is in its highest form, going out and initiating and taking care of things in a way that is masculine. Don't worry, I'll, I'll, like, I'll handle this. And Venus is the receptive, the open, um, the divine feminine. And so we, you know, she receives. And so when we're in our masculine and going out and initiating and taking, as opposed to receiving that's when we're you know we're in that masculine the feminine is when we we open our hearts open our arms open our homes and welcome and receive so it's and I can go on like that for as I've told you but I'm going to save that for a lecture um <laughs> 
this is so important and seeing the balance of that right now while they're making this lovely relationship to one another is actually interesting. It's really interesting. So notice that. Notice where you might be more feminine, where you might be more masculine. This is a really good time to watch that dynamic and to embrace both sides of it. When you have to step forward, when you step back. You say, for example, you own a shop. You're putting up the sign in the window. We're having a sale. You open the door. You receive people to come in. There's the masculine of putting the sign in the window and opening the door and saying, come on in. And the Venus is when you receive people and welcome them into your shop and show them what you have for sale. Right? Okay. Um, you're not pulling people off the street by the collar. That's Mars. <laughs> um, so watch this. Watch this energy. It's very interesting. And in the meantime, the moon is in Leo. And the moon was opposing Venus today in Aquarius. And I thought that was very interesting with the moon and Venus opposite one another this morning. And, and then making a nice, the moon is making a nice relationship um, to these planets. And, and it's in opposition, but it's still in a good dynamic with Mars, you know, Moon and, and Mars are doing well together. They're in compatible signs. They're in a sextile. And so it's an interesting dynamic. The Moon is involved, you know. Moon is, Moon and Leo is usually cheerful. Um, and we're opening the door to another feminine dynamic. And I was talking about this the other day, too, when we had the full Moon. Venus is an Aquarius, and we had the full Moon in Cancer, and they're, they are very different dynamics. You know, she, Venus and, and Aquarius is much more cerebral. The moon in Cancer is like welping, you know, welcoming and security-oriented and family-oriented. And Venus and, Venus and Aquarius is much more detached. So it's been, now the moon has moved, it's in Leo, and it will stay in Leo. And on Tuesday it will enter Virgo, but it's going to go void at 8.52 p.m. tomorrow night. And then um, it's, it's opposite Saturn. That's Eastern time. And then it's going to enter Virgo um, 10, 15 a.m. on Tuesday. So it's, uh, you know, while, it's while you're sleeping in this region of the world anyway. So that's, that's what Venus and Mars are doing. So then with the moon. So then on Wednesday, Mercury has a conversation in Capricorn with Chiron in Aries. And so remember, they've done this before. Remember that Mercury and Chiron had a conversation before Mercury went retrograde. And now Mercury is retrograde and it's coming back to have the second level of conversation with Chiron, which is very interesting. So what is the conversation? There's some dynamics here that are important and that are relative to, you know, what, uh, about our wounds, about our, our um, sorrows, or about things that we are, you know, maybe connecting with on an intellectual level and processing a little more deeply. Maybe we're having conversations about these things. So that's, that's an important thing. But if this is level two, this is the second one on the 11th Wednesday. And then 
we get this, um, a couple of other interesting things. Uh, Saturday, Venus is going to square Uranus, because Venus will be in Aquarius, squaring the ruler. And we've had this dynamic before, and it was probably a year ago that I spoke about this, because Venus rules Taurus. Uranus rules Aquarius. They are in each other's signs. Venus is in Aquarius, Uranus is in Taurus. They are having a square on Saturday, the 14th, and they are explaining something to one another. They're having, you know, it's a challenging dynamic, a square. But regardless, they're in each other's signs. So they're already, before they have the direct conversation on Saturday, they're in some sort of dialogue. And I always say, they've exchanged keys. Uranus is in Venus's apartment in Seattle, and Venus is in Uranus's apartment in Tokyo, okay? And they've decided to, like, take vacations in each other's cities, and they have each other's, their friends, they have each other's keys, which is really pretty funny. But um, it's not... It's, it's not like that dialogue isn't already happening. There is something happening. It's around freedom. It's around independence. It's around security versus freedom and independence. It's about uh, brilliance and genius and creativity and how those two unite and where we can use our brilliance in being creative where we can tap into that. So that's a really good creative tap into this kind of aspect. Now, that being said, if you're a Venus Uranus person, especially the square, you may feel this a little more strongly. And then there's also the connection between the two of them and the dynamic resulting from that. There's no, nah, I want to be on my own today. No, I want more freedom in our relationship. No, you smother me. Those kinds of dynamics and conversations are what happen when Venus and Uranus talk to one another. And so be aware of that. If you're in a relationship and it's new and then your partner, your new partner says, hey, you know what, let's take it a little slower. It, you can be sure it's because of that. They want a little more freedom. They, need, they don't want you to question them or something. Maybe... Um, it's not that at all. You know, maybe you're in a very good relationship and maybe, you know, for a couple of days you've got things to do on your own that's a little independent. You've got to go off and do stuff. Maybe you've got responsibilities elsewhere and you've got to go off and do them, you know. And and maybe it's not that. Maybe, you know, it's a little excitement. And Venus and Uranus can be very exciting. Maybe you're taking a very exciting vacation, okay? And so Venus and Uranus could be lots of things, but brilliance and creativity are a deep part of that. And if you are working on something creative right now, you can um, guarantee yourself some good zap of electricity as we, you know, move into that aspect. But they are, be aware, they are having a dialogue already just because they're in each other's signs. In astrology, we call this a mutual reception. And this is something that's ruling the heavens right now. Of course, Neptune in Pisces is really ruling the heavens. But really, when we've got this mutual reception going on, you you know that you're having this dialogue between these two planets, and they are kind of ruling the day. And they are having this experience with you to connect with them on a very profound level. So each day, you know, we're, this is a great and excellent time to tap into your 
own creative brilliance, okay? And anything that, and you could be someone who's working in the stock market and it's just like, ah, I have an idea. This is great. And so work with that energy. Be aware of it. Be confident. Use it. Um, It's something that's really a very strong dynamic and we we like that. They're kind of ruling the heavens right now. So let's let's use that energy. We don't get this very often, you know? Um, You know, Uranus really just rules Aquarius. Venus rules Taurus and Libra. It's not the same when Venus goes into Libra later in the year. She's not going to be talking to Uranus like that, you know, or Uranus isn't going into Libra anytime soon. So, um, you know, this is a very strong uh, relationship dynamic. So be aware of that. It's very good. And so what else? So I said the moon was going into Virgo on Tuesday. Then, of course, it stays in Virgo for a couple of days. And remember when we're, we've got the moon in Virgo, it's ruled by Mercury, which is retrograde. So it adds an extra flavor to our days. So Tuesday and Wednesday and part of Thursday, we've got this moon in Virgo that's ruled by a retrograde Mercury. So the the backlash, shall we say, of Mercury retrograde is going to be a little higher um, in these next couple of days. So dot your I's, cross your T's, use your punctuation, be very diligent in your details. This is a very uh, interesting dynamic, okay? So then we are leaving Virgo. The moon leaves Virgo as it trines Pluto in Capricorn at 6.06 p.m. Eastern Time on Thursday the 12th. And then it goes into Libra at 9.56 p.m. Eastern Time. So it's void for about less than four hours. And then it's in Libra. Then it's in Libra again on Friday, Saturday. And then it uh, goes void in the middle of the night, 3.40 a.m. And enters Scorpio on Sunday. This is all Sunday, 3.40 a.m. on Sunday, the 15th. And enters Scorpio at 7.08 a.m. So that's good. That's good. You know, um, the void happens in this region of the world anyway when we're asleep. And it comes out and then it's in Scorpio on Sunday. And Monday the 16th is it's still in Scorpio. So Mercury stays in retrograde until the 18th, which is another week and a half. And then it goes direct. And uh, it will be directed about eight degrees of Capricorn and interesting, you know, Mars. Remember, Mars is at eight degrees Gemini. Mercury is going to be direct at eight degrees Capricorn. It will station at eight degrees. Both of them will still be at eight degrees when that's happening. And so there is a dynamic there. It is an aspect called an inconjunct or a quincunx. It's 150 degrees. They're not in opposition. To opposite Gemini is Sag and opposite Capricorn is Cancer. And it's one sign away from that. So they are in an interesting dynamic, Mars and Mercury. So we can start to see this dynamic opening probably at the end of next week and a week from now. And this is going to be, you know, remember Mars is still in Mercury sign till the end of March. Okay, so we got another like over two and a half months where they are, where their Mars is being ruled by Mercury. So we've got a whole lot of this Mars and Mercury dynamic happening and they are going to have this conversation for a while and they are directly having a conversation when they are both at eight degrees. So this is 
fascinating dynamics. Um, this is, you know, uh, what I can describe, I can describe an inconjunct as a needling aspect. It's a little bit needling. And so Mars may be needling Mercury a little, Mercury needling Mars a little. Maybe there are words that people were waiting to say and Mars goes direct and they can finally say them. You know, something like that. I would still watch my words <laughs> and my thoughts. And you know what? Thoughts carry energy. Thoughts carry frequency. You must know this. Your thoughts, your words, all of it carries frequency and energy. And get a handle on them. And I have to do that too. And believe me, it's not easy. There are times when I have to really sort myself out and say, you can't be wasting your energy on old thoughts about old situations. Done. Okay? Mars and Mercury are in this dynamic and we have to be very conscious and aware of our words and how we use them, writing, speaking, and how we carry them, you know, thinking. And, you know, the energetics of a conversation, I'm learning more and more and more about this, the dialogue, the energetics of conversations is very important. The energy you bring to the conversation, the dialogue you speak to one another, this is everything. And the energetics that happen between you and another are powerful, okay? So words are so powerful and we need to pay attention to them and we need to be paying attention to the energy behind them, how we express them, what we say to people and be really, really aware of our dialogue. And also pay attention to the energy behind words, okay? It's, it's you know, things can be said a certain way. This is why texts are so difficult and emails are so difficult. You know, when you hear the tone of someone's voice, if it's comforting, if it's soothing, if it's gentle, if it's supportive, whatever it is, it's important to hear the dynamics of someone's voice. And the dynamics of dialogue are going to become very important and we're going to be very aware of them as we get into the Mars and Mercury making this in conjunct for a while, okay? There's going to be a few days there where they are really in that situation. And just be with it. Listen. Listen to your own voice. Listen to others' voices. Listen to the sounds of your own voice and be aware of how you use your words. Very important going forward. And that's about it for the week. So the big news is Mars is going direct on Thursday. Get out the streamers, the party hats, crack open the champagne, whatever, the club soda, <laughs> the kefir, the kombucha. Um, you know, crack open the, the sparkly beverage so that you can celebrate. And I wish you all a beautiful week. I will see you on the other side of Mars Retrograde and stay in touch uh, my Instagram is the golden astrologer. My website is the golden astrologer.com where you can book appointments. And I'm also, uh, you know, we still have our prediction event. I still got the prediction event, you know, um, any of that information that you want, whether you want the, um, video, which is free, the crystal of the year, which is free, or you want to purchase the $23 report, for 2023, which is 60 pages of color information of all the aspects, 
email me, deb at debmcbride.com and, or info at thegoldenastrologer.com and you can receive. And thank you, I have to say thank you to everyone who is writing to me and telling me how much they love my podcast. I've received a whole bunch of support lately from people. And um, a woman here, Nicole, who has a company called Gemini's Crystals, she sent me a bunch of crystals and thanking me for her pot for my podcast. And beautiful crystals, very generous. Gemini's Crystal, Gemini's with a Y on Instagram. And if you want to see her crystals, they're really beautiful. She's in Costa Rica. And I just want to say thanks again. I said thanks on Instagram, but I want to say thanks again. And thank you to everyone who's saying lovely things about my podcast. Love to all of you. Gratitude to all of you. And I'll be on Instagram this week and I'll see you here again in a week. Have a great week.